Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Let's Get Uncomfortable. I am your host, Amy Bistrick, and here's my guest again. <laughs> He's back. Since we had so much fun last time, I decided to bring Ben back onto the podcast. And we're just going to converse. We're going to riff. Converse a little bit. We're going to riff. Yeah. 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 And Bella is also here. Yeah, Bella is obviously She's here. She's here. not on her laps right now. No. She will make her way onto your lap. Mm-hmm. Want to start with? reading a quote from one of my favorite books and authors, and then we're going to have a discussion about the quote. Okay. Sounds good? Cool, yeah. So one of my favorite authors, her name is Brianna Weist. I think that's how you say your last name, mm. right? I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read a quote from her book, and then I want to have, yeah, have a discussion about it. Okay. So the quote is, "We can, if we can place them beneath us and find comfort in knowing that we are okay because we are better than them, but then we end up caging ourselves instead. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I wanted to relate that back to younger Amy because when I was younger, I was a lot more insecure with myself. And especially with social media, I would always compare myself. Like say if I was seeing someone or interested in someone, I would compare myself to like their last girlfriend. Mm. And if I felt like I was better in them in some kind of way, it'd make me feel better. Right. But then by you getting that feeling of feeling better because you are putting yourself higher above someone that's actually making you below them it's kind of limiting you yeah yeah that's interesting yeah Yeah. because i think i think it's natural for people to fall into those habits Mm -hmm. of like comparison and wanting to obviously be better than other people yes it could be like relationships uh friends even family yeah Yeah, family like it could be just a a bad way to go about yeah life though like i remember doing that when i was like in my early 20s and yeah. in my teens like high school years and stuff and yeah yeah i think it's i think it's, it's not fun good to be competitive it's good to have that like competitive edge but i think you have to know when to rein it in mm-hmm. um so like there's certain things where being competitive ends up being toxic yes i feel and i think like this sounds like that's toxic that's and there's good. a competitiveness where it can be healthy as well yeah yeah and i think you or fun exactly exactly and i think you need to know how to differentiate between the two Mm -hmm. because like you said like the one competitiveness where you're always comparing yourself to others um in a negative connotation that's going to obviously have a very limiting factor on your life Mm -hmm. whereas let's say if there's like a healthy competition between you and your friend you and your partner whatever at like little tasks little hobbies or whatever it is then like both of you are growing from the situation right yeah yeah. And if you are listening to this and you are like, oh shit, I also do that still to this day, I'm going to be your. I was going to say fairy godmother. <laughs> I'm, your I'm, going to be... I'm going to be your voice of reason to let you know that doing that and stopping that habit is one of the best habits you can do for yourself and you'll feel so much better about yourself. Mm. Sometimes it's better to like leave things unknown. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, I feel like we probably still catch ourselves doing that but i think the important thing is like actually being able to acknowledge when you are doing that you are doing something like that like obviously it's probably not nearly as bad as let's say in the no, past it's not like that but it's like like that but different like I yeah there's myself comparing myself yeah. myself to like even random people yeah so. no exactly exactly but i think like yeah the fact that we can now acknowledge when that's happening and be able to say that's not a good thing yeah yeah 
Yeah, so <laughs> that is not a good thing. That's no that's way out. A good, uh, fair that's a very good quote. Yeah. Well, this is just a curiosity question for you. And I want, we could probably have a discussion about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> is right now, what is your current biggest struggle? Um, is something that you're like working through in your in your mind? I think like. Sorry, that's like putting you way on yeah, the spot. We didn't plan anything yeah, for this. this like, I just planned. Yeah, I am just hearing these questions for the first time right now. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's getting over feelings of like, I think inadequacy with my job and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough at what I do. Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, like, in a sense, in moderation, it can be a good thing to think that because then it results in you growing and wanting to learn yeah, well it depends what kind of person you are because yeah, it could hinder true. you but yeah, for you yeah. it helps you yeah for me like learn. it does help but like there is always that nagging thought in uh in my mind that like oh what the stuff i'm putting out there it's not good enough or whatever um it's not gonna be like sustainable i see that sort of stuff hmm. thank you for being so open and honest no problem come on. yeah yeah are you gonna ask me about what my about biggest you? struggle what, yeah what is what's your biggest struggle right now um, my, well, I think everyone already knows my biggest struggle because I've brought it up a couple times mm -hmm. on here. It's just like my whole work situation, yeah. but I do know there's going to be changes yeah. coming to that. Yeah. But I just am, even though I do enjoy my job and I work with great people, I just know deep down, I do not want to do it forever. Yeah. And I try to be grateful and positive every day, but it's so hard to go to a job all the time where you just really know you're not supposed to be there you feel like you can be doing other things so that's my current biggest struggle is just like knowing what i'm gonna be doing next yeah and just trying to be at peace with the unknown i say is my biggest struggle yeah and i think that like transitionary phase that you're in right now mm -hmm. it's kind of one of the most difficult ones because you want to be obviously doing something else that's more fulfilling but yes. you know that you can't necessarily do it quite yet yes i will be leaving crash. my job yeah but I can't tell you why I'm leaving my job yet. Secrets. Secrets. Yeah. Shall be revealed later. It will be revealed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're definitely, you're definitely going to get there. And Thank you. Yeah. No, I totally believe in you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, on to the next. On to the next topic. Violence. Um, so the next thing I was going to bring up was, this is a conversation we had a little while ago, was the fact it was making us like unnerved thinking of how some people actually are never like wanting to be with their thoughts ever. Mm. Like they actually always need the distractions and the stimulus and the pacifying devices and actually never just like sit in silence or have silence in their day-to-day -day life. Like it's all noise all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think a lot of it too is it's more so in public because I feel like people also don't want to feel like they look alone oh. or lonely. So I think like, I don't know, this is, this is just my thought process, but I, I just think that when someone is by themselves, let's say, I don't know, in a park or whatever, sitting by themselves on a bench or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, they don't want to look like they're by themselves necessarily. Right. And so they use, their phone or whatever it is as a means of distracting yes. themselves or make it look like they're preoccupied and yeah. busy. Looking important, something. which I definitely, yeah, and do that. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I definitely do that as well. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I think most people do. 
it's kind of weird to think of yeah like want to feel and look important and yeah. that, that you're not alone so i was like okay i'm like texting someone because i'm not actually alone like i'm gonna meet someone yeah you know? i feel like i don't know I, i'm speaking for myself we don't want to um I, we just don't want to seem like an outcast sort of thing yeah or seem lonely or whatever mm-hmm. even when you know you're not lonely like you you know you're fine just sitting there but you don't want to you're almost like appealing, that appealing to the outside perspective that's so interesting that you say that mm-hmm. because my next thing that i had written down was how i think i also got this from like one of brianna's books was how we judge how good our lives are by how they're it's viewed by other people mm-hmm. it's true and that just kind of reminded me of that like it sounded like you're kind of going that direction good segue yeah good segue yeah unintentional yeah <laughs> i think a lot of like a lot of younger people now they believe that they need to have this glamorous lifestyle mm-hmm. um because they need to show it off let's say on social media and impress random people yes when in fact like they have to or a lot of us have to realize that these random people don't actually care no or very, very or if any, few do yeah or if anything it's almost just fueling feelings of inadequacy within them yes so it's almost like this perpetual cycle of feeding everyone's feelings of inadequacy <laughs> that's actually a very true point yeah mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah it's this vicious cycle and of yeah perpetuating uh, inadequacy and mass consumerism yeah. basically definitely because it's always I definitely feel like even with my job that i have right now i feel like when people ask me like oh like why'd you go into dental assisting i because i got into it and i was like pretty young like mm-hmm. early-ish 20s yeah. and i feel like i mostly got into dental assisting just because like how it sounded mm. and like how it looked yeah because i knew i wanted to have like some kind of job title but i didn't want to spend too long in school and yeah. i wanted to get paid decent yeah. so i feel like i went into it just like mostly for the way it looked yeah and like sounded so oh, cool your dental assistant like it's not that cool <laughs> to but, me yeah to yeah. me but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like it seems like more and more people now are trying to, you know, find that job that looks cool to the outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to and, really ask yourself often, like what your why is. Yeah. And I definitely, I've, I just when I read that part in that book, I just can recognize my younger self portraying a certain image on social media, and like if I looked like I was doing good, then I actually felt like I was doing good, even though internally I wasn't doing good. Hmm. If you could tell your younger self, uh, or give them some advice. About, let's say, career-wise and whatnot, what would you say? I would say, if no one else knew what job you were going to be doing, what would you want to be doing? Mm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't actually take the step back and actually consider that. No. Especially because we're told at such a young age what to do with our lives. Yeah. Like, almost straight out of high school, there's this pressure to have your life kind of, like, figured out, like, oh, like, what are you going to take in college? What are you going to take in university? Yeah. When you still have to, like, raise your hand to go to the bathroom. Like, it's such a weird oh, concept where you have to make these big decisions when you're so young. Yeah. I know. It's, a lot of money. It's actually, it's ridiculous because, like, we, as, like, young adults, I feel, have barely developed at that, fully developed at that stage. Yeah. And so there's no conceivable way that we can actually know what we want to do for the rest of our life as far as a career no i feel like um, some some do some but people do it's rare but then there's also a lot of people who are pressured by their parents to do like certain things like become a doctor become yeah a, i don't know yeah mm-hmm. uh, something like that that pays well 
That's true. When in reality, like they might not necessarily enjoy that. They might just be doing it because of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would tell myself to probably not go to university and not get a degree. That's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. You still learn good things. I I learned stuff, but like, yeah. If I knew I wasn't going to do something related to my degree, I wouldn't have have gone to it. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Spend money, make mistakes. But also sometimes, like, I took healthcare assisting before I took dental assisting, and I took it when I was quite young. Mm. And I luckily got it paid through for my high school, but it still wasn't an expensive program. Yeah. But by me doing that program made me realize I do not want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do have to invest a little bit of money just to see like what is what you want. And like maybe if you were to do a certain program, you could see the things you like in that program and find a different career. Yeah. That's different than that, but has like similar things to it. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is important to like within reason, mm-hmm. invest your time and effort into explore these type of things. Right. Or else you won't know what you like and what you don't yeah. like. And that's why if you do decide to go to university or college or whatever, to actually almost take some general studies, oh. just so you can kind of get a feel for. I didn't even know that was everything. a thing. Yeah, you can just like. Is that a initi- university thing or a college I think, thing? I think it may be just. I'm not sure if it's a college thing, but I know it's a university thing. Interesting. Um, you can basically that's go into idea. your first year at, in general studies. Hmm. And I think come second year, you have to know what you want to actually. That's, major. that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. I mean, obviously, it's like it's expensive. Oh, really? Well, just because you're paying for all these classes. Oh, I it's see. Like, it's not like you get to get access to them for free or anything. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> so you're paying however Did you do anything like that or no? I did, yeah. You did? Yeah. Um, which was like definitely kind of beneficial, but nice. yeah. Cool. Yes. Didn't end up doing anything with my degree. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You took philosophy, though, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was... That I feel was like neat. that can bleed into like lots of different aspects of life yeah that was definitely beneficial and i think that much more preferred to excuse me the geography aspect yeah yeah um but yeah we definitely uh like to portray ourselves in our careers in a more glamorous way than than might be Mm -hmm. i concur yeah all right yeah on to the next thing yeah so I have also mentioned this girl on the podcast before. Her name is Jessie Gant. And she was explaining how, especially with females, how we think even into our adulthood that we're going to be saved by something or by someone. And even though we might not know it, but subconsciously we're waiting for something to happen that's on the exterior to fix something in our life that we don't like. And a lot of that can stem from the Disney movies that we all watched as children. And a lot of it has to do with the female being saved by like a Prince a, Charming. Yeah, by Prince Charming and makes her life all of a sudden better. Like almost every single Disney movie is like that, besides maybe Mulan, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I definitely recognize that in myself as well, especially when I was younger. It's just like always just thinking something is going to My mom's calling me. Oh. Can we pause it? We'll pause for a second something besides myself is going to like help me and like something is going to rescue me not even really knowing what that is but not knowing but knowing for sure it wasn't me getting me out of the situations Mm, yeah and i feel like it like also very much so like perpetuates the idea of like a patriarchal society yes where like the the male is supposed to be like the dominant figure Mm -hmm. and then the man's supposed to you know provide for uh the woman who's like I don't know, essentially, like, 
those stories make the female seem helpless. Yes. And like they need a man to actually guide them in life and, right. you know, essentially save them. It's just crazy how so many of those princess stories are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of follows like the same core structure mm -hmm. and then it branches off from there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I feel like for the longest time, um, as a whole, like our society has kind of fo fo uh, followed that sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's good that now we've, for the most part, shifted away from that. Yeah. Um, for, uh, yeah, I feel like a majority of us yeah, have. Because yeah. I do have some friends that have parents that are still very, like, adamant on them finding a successful, like, older man mm -hmm. to, like, help them and support them and guide them. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, pressured on them. Yeah. When really... Like they, there's no, and there's no shame on that either. It's just, I don't think you should rely on that to help you. I think you no. have to help you. Yeah. And I think it was like the idea that women are meant to, you know, raise a family and right. uh, they don't need to, they don't need to work and be successful in a career or anything like that. Um, whereas, bless you. Seem tight. Um, whereas nowadays, obviously, um, women are fully uh, capable of, you know, having a just as successful or even more successful of a career as men, mm -hmm. even while like that's even while having, let's say children or. Yes, I do. I want to add something to that. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing this thing, which is kind of like a conspiracy thing, but I can see the truth to it because I, along with many other people don't really trust the government. I don't think the the government has their best interest in mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. And I remember hearing or seeing this quote and it was, um, the reason why society wants women to be so like independent and be out there working and not taking care of the kids. So then the kids go into a like government funded like daycare or go into a daycare where you're not raising your kids and they can kind of more control the curriculum of what the kids are taught because nowadays kids are taught a variety of things that we were not taught. And some parents mm. don't really like that. Mm. So it was this whole conspiracy theory saying the reason why women are being so encouraged to go out there and work was so, they aren't taking care of their kids and then strangers are taking care of their kids and like controlling like how their kids are being brought up. Interesting. Yeah. They're just kind of but let me know your thoughts on that. Cause I can, I understand both sides in that situation. Thank you. I understand both sides in that situation. I understand. I do think it's important for women to work if they actually want to work yeah. and build their career. I think that's great. Yeah. But then also there's no shame on women that want to stay home and like just take care of their kids and no. be like a mom. No, exactly. And I brought this up on an older episode as well, how I feel like I don't have any really strong opinions because I always just understand so many different sides where I feel like I, it sometimes would make me feel stupid. But now I'm realizing, I think it's just me having an open mind. Like yeah. I used to be kind of more negative about it because mm -hmm. I would hear so many different conspiracy theories or stories and always be able to understand it where I'm like, Oh, I actually don't even know what I believe in anymore because I understand it all. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like both sides can sound very compelling and convincing mm -hmm. when the right person is talking to you about it. Yeah, that you is know? true. People that are good with their words can be yeah. no dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we are not dangerous. That's why we're not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and I see how I said Bella's going to be on Ben's lap yeah. eventually. And here she is. You called it. Here she is. Here you are. There are some things where I don't see every side. There are some mm, yeah, strong yeah. views where I'm like, I don't see that side. I, I hear you and I understand you, but I yeah. 
I can't yeah. get on board with that. And I think, yeah, I think there always will be like certain like extreme situations that um, we can't, we don't agree whatsoever because it goes completely against our sense of morality. Yeah, that is true. You hear that? Grandma's going to be oh, there. About the, back kind of back to the story thing is the importance of creating your own story and just mm-hmm. kind of starting from a clean slate, which is very difficult to do and takes like a lot of the healing yeah. and almost like an ego death to really like build yourself up from like who you actually want to be, not from what has been planted in your head from when you were yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I feel like it's so easy to just using the whole like story analogy, um, basically accumulate all these chapters over the years um, that basically kind of add up and you think are what determine who you are as a person. When in fact, like a lot of the time, the best thing to do is just scrap it, shred it and start start over, start a clean slate. Uh, but obviously figure out, you know, what the underlying issues are. Yeah. But that's really scary for some people too, yeah. because we do, a lot of people can identify with their stories yeah. and then, by you starting with a clean slate and I could speak from experience. It does. It is a scary feeling because it's so unknown and yeah. it's like just uncomfortable, yeah. but I want to somehow experience like a full like ego death. One yeah. Day. Yeah. I think sometimes it's almost like, it's almost good that if you realize something's not working to like sit down, you know, write out everything that you've been doing and then do the opposite. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You can try it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to end the episode with a couple card questions? Sure. Yeah. Really put me on the spot now. Okay. Yeah. You choose You choose one and I choose one. That's how we'll end the episode. Perfect. Icebreakers. Icebreaker. This do is that. the deeper talk one. These are so fun. We used to do this a lot when we first started yeah. dating. And I yeah. feel like it was, it was good. It was good. Interesting. What's your social media weakness? My social media weakness? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I have to think about these questions. What's my social media weakness? I'll say one that I was definitely one of my weaknesses, but I have kind of gotten over it and I'll try and find something current. Mm. So my old social media weakness was seeing all the new gym outfits that would launch from like Alpha Elite or... I don't know, whatever it may be, seeing all these new launches and just being so tempted and needing to get it before mm-hmm. other people got it. Yeah. That was one of my social media weaknesses, but now I've unfollowed a lot of fitness people yeah. and don't really feel the need to always buy yeah. it anymore. And then my current social media weakness is still posting stuff almost every single day just because it makes me feel good. And I like the message that I'm trying to get out in certain videos and not, not allowing myself to feel insecure about it because like some people might not listen to the full thing and all because some people might not listen to it or like it realizing that it's still important all because other people might not think it's important. It's important to me. Yes. So like that battle between doing it for me, not for other people. Yeah. I think I know what we are talking about earlier. That's still something I yeah struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Does that make sense? The yeah, no, that, it? No, yeah. no, it's very good. Yeah. Because I was like, I was thinking too of like what mine would be. Being consistent through the the mundane parts of social media, like the parts yeah. that don't. You just have to be like consistent and sometimes that's hard. It is. It's really tough. And I think like for me, it's almost like 
fighting with the need for validation, mm-hmm. like to know that my stuff is like good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that's that would be my main was. And if you're listening or watching this, you could always message me and tell me what your answer to the question is too. Yeah. Because I'd be curious to know. Yeah. This is a good one too. Okay. What? Sorry, my eyes like kind of on fire. I think I itched it with oh, the no. finger that was in the salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> what seemingly insignificant thing contributes greatly to your happiness? <laughs> Having a good bowel <laughs> movement. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. Having a good bowel movement in the morning. That always helps. Um, when you start the day like that, you just know you're, you know you're going to have a great day when everything's smooth flowing. Okay. We're having bloopers for this episode. Yes. <laughs> Walking. Yeah. Honestly, if I don't mobility. get it. Yeah. Mobility. Yeah. Being mobile. Just like going out, even if it's just for like a 20 minute walk a day, when I don't have a walk in a day, I feel I, I can feel it mm-hmm. and even if it's like a short little walk like it has it can't doesn't have to be long i just need to like consistently walk a little bit each day yeah i would say yeah i think for me it's like fresh air fresh air yeah just to like getting outside and just being in like the, i really love the forest yeah i think is capricorn an earth sign as well i think we're yeah. both earth signs so whenever i feel a little like angst and like yeah i just need to be like in the trees and just yeah. like go to mount down go for a hike and i'm immediately in a, a better person you being in nature or and just coffee as well coffee definitely yeah it's like a small little thing a good a good coffee by a good barista he's a good barista i'm not even a barista but he's a good I'll barista take i'll take it because we know when certain baristas are working we're like it's not gonna be as good today yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no those are, those are those good questions yeah i don't think we've had this before no we but yeah. yeah, so I think we're going to end the episode there. I hope you enjoyed our little shenanigans and watching Miss Bella go on to Ben's lap. That's probably going to happen every single episode Definitely. that you're on it. Yeah. And as I always say, I appreciate every single one of you. You can message me on Instagram if you have any things you want to add to the episode or any things you want us to talk about in future episodes. And on that note, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Stay uncomfortable. Stay uncomfortable. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.